Hello, welcome to the Home Report. Everything you didn't need to know about the Huns of the world this week. We're currently recapping RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2 UK. And my, 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 what an episode it was. Please review this podcast if you like it. You can win a prize better than the commiseration prize that Astina and Cherry Valentine won on this episode of Drag Race. You can win a Google Home. Are they useful? Probably. Uh, Review and find out if you win. Now on with the show. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll switch it on, honey. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, God. You also stole my bit, David. Well, you know. Oh, sorry. Sorry, what? That, the song. <laughs> <laughs> he really, really pulled the rug sorry. from Sorry. surprise there. <laughs> Detail that no one else had picked up on, I thought. <laughs> Stop it. Stop this. Really sad he didn't get a writing credit for it. That's disappointing. <laughs> Not going to do it now. <laughs> Wait, is it even working? This is very um, in keeping with the episode because the first one, fantastic. Second one, hmm. <laughs> well, so, so. So, Liam, I feel like two weeks ago you said the best episode of the series of all time had happened. Two weeks ago I said the same. I think this is the best episode of Drag Race has ever been. Yep, take it all back. They just keep excelling themselves. Jack uh, covers Jack covers his mouth in shock. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to begin, Jack? Okay, uh, let me begin with a place I'm most comfortable What's going on with Sister Sister's face? <laughs> oh my God. Now, I'm not averse to a bit of work, my love, but <laughs> those teeth. Those teeth. Mm. The those big teeth, Jenny. <laughs> the appeal has gone downhill for me slightly. Well. Oh yeah, because you love Sister Sister, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Is it the wooden yeah. teeth doesn't really do it for you? I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> it kind of makes me sad a little bit because I'm like, sister, sister's clearly like gone away and been like, in that break, gone. I need to rethink everything. Whereas yeah, I feel like everyone yeah. else has been a bit like, I'm just gonna like do like better versions or whatever. Or like, I mean, not in the case of Tia, but like with sister, sister feels a bit like I need to like kind of start from scratch. Yeah. Because I thought it would be mainly aware of, or where were they then, sort of diary, what's been going on. I don't know why I had that in my head, but then it turned out to be like, oh, they're back. We're back in the workroom. Literally, it was a a redo. It was episode one all over again. Sister, sisters, face aside, let's talk about the big event, number one, Corona, the return of the Queens, or maybe not so much the return of the Queens, Veronica. 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 <laughs> she's fine now, isn't she? She's okay. She's no, fine. She's, yeah, she's so, fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because in that moment, I was still too busy cackling over that bloody nose, that pig's nose that she, I couldn't take her seriously in the sort of post, post-elimination. Yeah, I'll do what I want. I'm really good at what I'm doing. <laughs> I just yeah. love that she's... <laughs> she was like, I'm really great. You shouldn't underestimate me. Veronica can't join the competition again because she has coronavirus. Mm. The irony is that in the last outfit, her costume was like, made her sound like she had a blocked nose. And then she becomes a sickly child that can't come back. Oh. She was like, already telling the future. My issue with her in this situation is her getting like the free pass to come back in another series. Like we've seen that before with Eureka Ohara on the US mm. series. Is it's kind of martyred her now. Like she's like this, like what the what if the queen that got away and what would she have given? Whereas, quite frankly, I was done with her. Oh, why you? Yeah, this thing of like you don't know me, you none of you know each other. I mean, sure, some of you do, but like it's not <laughs> not the point is that you're meant to know everything about them. Like her getting annoyed because they said you're in the bottom two. Like Tay said, it's not that big a deal. Like she's cocky. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I really liked her at the very start and I did I did still quite like her and I I am disappointed because I think out of all of them she would have used the seven months the best 
like mm. the break I, I, I really true. do I don't know I don't know what she would have done with it but she definitely wouldn't have let it go to waste so I would have liked to have seen what she'd have done but you know she's going to come back in a year's time isn't she so we'll, we'll find out then big big point here before we talk about the returning queens that could have been that wig Rue's wig <laughs> needed to be stopped oh my god mm. like the sort of neon Jamie Lee Curtis situation <laughs> Love me. but it came back twice it wasn't just that one moment it was there again you know why don't you Is it she scalped her enemy <laughs> ah. um, rumours are abound on the internet that the wig may be the disguise for um, some let's just say sister sister isn't the only one who got some work done in lockdown and that might be hiding that might be hiding some facelift scars well also we remember when um, the end of the last of the US series last year and it was all on Zoom wasn't it and yep. Rue had hood up, oh, yeah. mask on. Oh, yes. How can we forget? Yeah. What you can't I mean, see I didn't. behind that wig. What you can't see behind that wig is a humongous bulldog clip just pinning everything oh. back. <laughs> God. I mean, good way to go unnoticed by wearing a neon party city wig. <laughs> Actually, Jack, we haven't seen the back of your head ever. Like, <laughs> well, you never, we never get to see it. So. Get your bulldog clips out, hun. <laughs> this face would hit the bloody floor moisturize me so okay here we go <laughs> we had our three queens minus Ginny what were your initial thoughts here well the, the I was, my, my initial thought was whoever gets picked is going home first and guess what Mimi she did yeah it's the curse it's the curse of returning to drag race my first thought was i said a couple of weeks ago maybe one of them will come back and all of you said no it'll never happen <laughs> well look what happened i threw my hands back. up but david on your point about the curse it more specifically i think it's the curse of allowing the contestants to be tv producers because I was screwed, like they shouldn't yeah. have brought Joe. Of the three, Joe is not the one to bring back. Yeah. Why do you sure. give these decisions to the like to the other queens when democracy, Liam? Democracy prevails. Oh, I kind of wish that they'd had to do a challenge, like like on Glow Up. You know, Glow Up, the Stacey Dooley yeah. vehicle, where <laughs> they have, to, and then at the end they have to do the the challenge. But when they have to do a thing, like they're under pressure and they have to do something like that, I. I thought that would have been better than a vote, personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, those mirrors, for one, weren't big enough to write anyone's bloody name on it. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. Very like, tiny. As, as Dina, that's why Joe won, because <laughs> <laughs> his only name's short, short enough. <laughs> I, just, I just found it, it was a very much like a microcosm of the British public at the moment, where... Cherry poured at her heart of talking about being a healthcare worker in the middle of a pandemic, and the girls go, "That's really nice." Okay, we're voting for everyone apart from you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought Cherry should have come back. I, yeah. I, I thought Astina had given all she got to give. Mm. Joe Black, I'm going to say it. So I don't know about Joe Black from the series, and we'll talk about this as this episode goes on. Expect the whole of Brighton at your door in the next couple of I'm hours. I'm sorry, with not it for me. <laughs> Do you know what though? Don't don't feel don't feel too sorry for Cherry Valentine because they did all, they did both get party bags, guys. Oh um, my so god! <laughs> <laughs> all was not to wait. We are taking you to generic hotel in London with this generic bag and generic voucher. Did they rip that bag off La La Rie? Christ! It was the most pathetic display of a goodie bag I've ever seen. <laughs> Well, I feel sorry for Astina having to get jump on the tube three stops to the King's Cross Ibis just to spend a night there and she could be at home. Um, however, I did see a fantastic take on Twitter, shout out Shane Reaction, who did um, suggest that actually those two queens have won, are winning more of a prize than the eventual w winner will win. True. True. <laughs> so Joe Black is back, was back, is back. back were you all happy with that decision? Initially, I was because I thought, yeah, we didn't see enough of Joe and like it's excited to see what more like she can bring. And then obviously, as the episode goes on, we can discuss the fact that that actually what you what was confirmed is that there's a lane that Joe Black lives on. And that's very much what I think we got. 
which is a shame. And yeah. I totally agree with your point about Cherry coming back and how much more she would have brought. And I actually, I think the same for us. Asti- I would have loved to have seen Astina in a girl band challenge. That's the one yeah. thing that I felt like actually of all the weeks, even if like David, you said, like even if she'd gone home afterwards, just seeing her as part of those groups would have been excellent. Um, but it just, I don't know, it felt a bit of a shame that the, the version of the returning queen that we got wasn't particularly like new or creative. I think part of the problem is that Joe is, she's not really marketable in some of the same ways that previous winners of the RuPaul's Drag Race franchise have been. If you think about even, you know, Viv, Aquaria, um, Evie, they all kind of have like a marketable thing that I think RuPaul can see in them. And I'm not sure she saw that in Joe. I disagree with that. I think Joe is entirely marketable. I think Joe is phenomenal. But I think that's part of the problem is that. Not willing to change. I think also, like, sort of similar to that, I think the problem with Joe as well, right, with the format of the show, for not for the format to work, but also kind of, the, the queens have to sort of look up to Rue. Yeah. And kind of not, I'm not saying that Joe doesn't respect Rue, but there is like a little bit of aloofness there yeah. that I think we all felt. I see that. Just you, you have to really be like, yeah, I, I want to, you have to look at Rue and say, that's what I want to be doing. <laughs> and I don't think Joe is like that. I think Joe was like, yeah. Here I am. Here's my H&M dress. You know, we'll Pick get me, that, Rue. Pick yeah, me, I, Rue. Pick me, uh, Rue. Pick me. Rue. Oh, Rue. Rue. <laughs> but Rue sensed that early on, you can tell, and there was a definite bad vibe. Yeah. my I wrote down, and this is unfair. I'll say it. Everyone, <laughs> everyone was just a little bit too much this episode. I get that they're excited to come back. They had seven months off. It was just a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot to... You're and? asking the drag queens, you're asking this group of drag queens who haven't performed in seven months to tone <laughs> it down a bit. Not <laughs> Sorry, it down. It's unfair. <laughs> Give us examples, Jack. Show us you're working out. <laughs> God, they're going to come for you. They were, no, no. They were all, like, I don't mean, I don't mean to us. I don't mean to us. I mean, they were really Vehicle keen. reversing. <laughs> <laughs> Play oh, the no. song! Play the song! <laughs> no, they were, they were, they really wanted to show each other Be that they were the best ones. And it was sort of jarring to see them all be like, I mean, it's a competition, sure. Yeah, it have been seven months, Jack. <laughs> so there were changes, like, I wouldn't necessarily equate all of it to being negative changes. Like, I'd say that one consistent change is that a lot of their good things were amplified. Like, I think taste was, like, a taste times a thousand percent in this episode in a way that I really enjoyed. But maybe you got that a little bit too much from all of them. Basically, you hate them, Jack. And No hate! Now you're shitting yourself <laughs> because you've outed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like this show? Do you like Drag Queen? What is this show? Um, just to turn around Jack's ne- negativity oh, truck. Um, <laughs> can I just dedicate a moment to taste out of drag because the only impression that she gave me is like she dresses like a winner she just dresses mm. she looks fantastic mm, when they gone into the so challenge true. and had the hat on and like the full spider-man get up like just dripping in like excellence just yeah. so look here like a star. For it. Mm. yeah yeah you look like a pop star you sound like a pop <laughs> you star you sound like a pop star she got the X Factor. So it was a Ruru Vision challenge. It's exciting. Should have just been Euro Vision. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe there was like copyright. Ruru-vision. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, you're wrong. It's correct. <laughs> like it should not like slightly be off from working as well. Ruru Vision. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's good because <laughs> it's shit. And that's the whole <laughs> that's the <laughs> mantra of drag race. Hashtag drag race. We get it, you hate drag. <laughs> Why don't you set up what the top line of what, like, your Rural Revision, t- two teams. <laughs> I think Thank you've confused you. him more. Thank you. 
I thought you know if I say it, it's gonna look like I copied you. <laughs> mm. So Rurovision, <laughs> two teams. How many? Two teams. Hey. David, how two. many teams are usually in Eurovision? Teams, countries, countries. Uh, <laughs> okay. I actually okay. Here's the thing: I don't watch Eurovision. Are you? That's outrageous. I hate it. Sorry, you've already dis- destroyed drag. You've already now you're trashing on Eurovision. I mean, hand in your pass on the way out. Jack is straight culture. Jack is he's, straight. He's a mole. Hetties beware. <laughs> you cunts! Oh God, we've broken him. We've broken him. It's the Eurovision challenge. Two girl bands, <laughs> the UK United King Dolls and Banana Drama. Katie, what was your favourite name? United King Dolls. Um, can I say my nomination for the sincerest moment of the episode Please. was it? We were we were about to ask. Jack, can I? It's your podcast over. It's, no, it's an open forum, famously. So. <laughs> um, so the moment when Ahura came up with United King Dolls and then when they like reacted to it well... That just like her shock at, are you taking the piss out of me? Have I actually done something good? I don't know. Like, please reassure and confirm me. I was like, she's the star of the show for me today. She wins it. Yeah. That's heart right there. I think Ahura is getting a Violet edit. That's all I'm going to say. Huh. What do you mean? She's gone from the fashion bitch to like growing and becoming part of the team and mm. like her drag improving because of it. And I really think that she's one to look out for. Her confidence has definitely grown, hasn't it? Can I submit my sincere moment of the episode? Sorry, submissions are closed now. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. See ya! Um, Because I I like that moment, but my favourite moment was um, (laughs) Bimini saying, have a PMA. (laughs) Lawrence saying, what does that mean? (laughs) Positive mental attitude. Get fucked. Get fucked. Get fucked. (laughs) <laughs> I just love those two together as well They're really good together, aren't they? Gay people to Jack when he comes into the room Get fucked <laughs> I can't believe this outrageous Outrageous behaviour You're the one who hates gay From you, neither can we <laughs> Disgraceful So we have our two teams I um, enjoyed that uh, Horror just hated The idea of a, a redo Of a girl Being band. nice to people no, I mean, the idea of repeating a play on words of a girl band, she absolutely despised it. And correct, correct. Don't do that again. She's totally right. It's been done and it's been done really well. So why would you do the same thing? And it's just so funny that like for that team to have that awareness of like, right, we're going to like really change things up from last year. And then at exactly the same time, you've got the other team just like doing the exact formulaic thing. It's just so like such a, a complete opposite like way to approach that task but my my thing was and I don't know if you agree Liam but I thought I couldn't tell to me it felt like banana drama really had no idea it felt so wholesome that they really didn't think that they they really thought they were reinventing the wheel again they're like it felt like all new but we were watching from home we were like no this is is exactly the same as before but less good so one of my favourite bits usually is the singing. Oh shite! Sorry, Mila. Is it? Got some shite. He's got to get down the work in men's club. <laughs> With the boys. <laughs> got to buy some bootcut jeans from Burton. <laughs> oh god! Oh dear. So. <laughs> the singing part of the singing challenge is always fun because we get to see who's really good and who's really shite. It was nice to see Emma Nike pop up in a role. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Hmm. How nice? nice was it for you, Jack? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was really nice. He's a nice person. How nice well, is he, Jack? How do you know? How nice is he, Jack? <laughs> is he really lovely? Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. This is the last time you'll ever see me. This whole you'll never see me again. again. (laughs) (laughs) You're off with Ginny. (laughs) Oh god, Um, I'm exhausted. Do you know about Emily? The thing I noticed though was that 
I think maybe only one, if even that many times, did they say Ebenike correctly. <laughs> I, I feel like Rude kept saying Ebenike, as if it was Emily K. I don't know. Did anybody else pick up on that? Or was that me being overly... Emily K. It was like close but no cigar all over again. Oh, don't <laughs> fucking get me started. Emily K. Emily K. No cigar. <laughs> on the main stage, it was, she was like squinting at the autocue going, M-N-E-K. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an M. <laughs> so, United Kingdoms, what do we think of the vocals? Always enjoyable to watch those bits, isn't it? Yeah. Because, mm. yeah. Who? I mean, who did we have? We, I, do you know, I just love watching Bimini do anything. Obsessed with those and glasses. So, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Anything Bimini does is entertaining. And so I would include, I'd say she smashed it. And I, don't, I can't even remember if her, if her voice was any good, but I enjoyed watching her. Was she? I mean, it was a classic misdirect, wasn't it? Because it kind of showed them all not quite hitting it. Besides mm-hmm. Tace, who was obviously fantastic. But like Bimini did that like high pitched attempt first and that didn't quite go right. So then like did more of a natural voice. And then obviously Lawrence was sort of like, I loved the honesty of M&EK just to be like, that wasn't good. That was not good. <laughs> <laughs> so it was sort of, I think that's kind of set up why it was, all the more jubilant when it finally happened. So yeah, I think in terms of the rehearsals, definitely there was like room for improvement. Yeah. And if we move over to Banana Drama, I love seeing people who aren't gelling, but they really think that they are. Yeah. They just had this idea that Camp was going to win all. And in this occasion, it did not. I mean, the main Banana Drama of their rehearsal was whether Sister's teeth were going to fall out or not. She was very, very assured in her abilities, though, wasn't she? Because didn't she oh. say something like, um, "Like, oh, I wondered, I didn't know if I'd be able to wrap in my new teeth. Turns out I can. And she was feeling herself. And I was like, do you know what, sure. Go for it. You wrap with your new you teeth. You have fun. Yeah, yeah, you do you. <laughs> do you know what teeth really reminded me of, though? It's, you know, when you're at school and you used to, like, finish an orange and mm-hmm. put the peel in yeah. and then just be like... <laughs> That's all I could think of is that she looked like she had orange peel in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. We're at the performances. So, you I keep, also keep forgetting her fucking names. United Kingdoms. I actually wasn't expecting them to be as good as they were. Again, misdirection, but shit, the mm. bed. Christ. Mm. They would have had you believe that Lawrence was going to ball it up. It was, like, phenomenal, I thought, their performance in terms of just the way that they commanded the stage. It was Brit Awards performance worthy. I was so impressed by what they did. Even I watched it back again this morning and like this, the directions that they took on stage of being able to like incorporate the stool, bring the stool to the front, put the stool back, the wigs. That. It was every part of it was like polished. It looked like they'd had two weeks to rehearse it versus yes. the, like the 24 hours that the other team had. Mm. The, st- the, the stool was inspired. Because I didn't even like you're you're right. It was so well done. I didn't it didn't even like come into my vision until Bimini topped it off. I couldn't like it was just it was spectacular. I got a lot of different girl bands in it as well. Like I got Little Mix, I got Spice Girls, I got a bit of girls allowed in there in places as well. Mainly it was a bit when they were all bent down like that and they were like tapping each other's bums. I was like, yes, little mix. I just, yeah, I enjoyed all of it. Really, really good. Neon Jungle, Ablisa, all of us. <laughs> Neon Girls jungle. Can't Catch. Girls Can't Catch. Great. <laughs> 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 Two shoes. Um, <laughs> no, that's more like the next bloody group. What I loved maybe almost <laughs> as much as the performance was how much everyone on the panel was living for it Dying. And then the panel watching performance number two of Banana Drama. I have never, and we're going to, this is going to be fun, because I have never seen Rue act the way Rue's acted. Before we even get to the way Rue acted. Rue reacted. Reacted. <laughs> but just those, I've never seen those faces come from Rue on the panel watching a performance, ever. Um, when it when it started and they were really 
dramatically kind of unimpressed was like oh it's a bit harsh you know give it give it time oh oh you know it'll improve at some point oh it's not improving oh okay right sure yes mm. yeah that's that's exactly what I was just just getting at was um it didn't the, the way they they obviously edited it to put all the neg faces in there but I think they jumped the gun slightly like when they're when the first shot of Rue looking so unimpressed it was like okay they have they're obviously not going to do amazing, but they haven't messed it up yet. They didn't really have a, They didn't really mess it up at, properly. I didn't like at any proper point. It was just generally a, a bit, bit flat. Mm, bit flat. I guess Rue's first face was in relation to the H and M dress. So that's that kind of like think? set. Yeah, that's set because it was the first um, moment mm. that we saw Joe when all the queens part like parted like the sea, and then there was this stunning H&M dress in front of them that Rue was like couldn't stand but what I what struck me was and this is something I think the US drag race could really like adopt is the fact that they both performed the same song meant that you got that such clear comparison between the two and so it's like amazing that the same song can sound so like excellent a club banger that I can't wait to hear the minute we get to go out again in four years time or (laughs) It sounded so lacklustre and sl- like I, the second performance, I felt like I was watching underwater, you know, when everything's just a little bit off and you're like, oh, th- why is this jarring? But it was exactly the same song. Yeah. yeah yes. I, I didn't. I was so underwhelmed. I didn't even. It didn't click that it was this like, I don't know. It was just a bonkers performance and I was like it also felt like time stopped it felt like I kept hearing that chorus and yeah. seeing those moves and I was like sorry have we done this six times now and the same yeah. static shot of Michelle like yeah pained completely yeah. pained was it the same shot could have been yeah. not sure maybe I find it interesting <laughs> that Ellie was the one all the way through rehearsal saying we need to make choreo a bit more exciting we need to do this we need to do that mm. and i mean maybe it couldn't maybe maybe it wouldn't have saved them because of joe's h&m dress and Rue's complete aversion to it but maybe if they'd actually listened to her they would have improved slightly it would have been a slightly tighter competition i don't know it's a very much marvel what if situation but mm. we'll never know um, I, I the only thing about that second group is like I actually think they focused on the choreo too much because if you watch the um, King Dolls back, they don't have theirs isn't it's not the like tight choreography that makes it work. They actually don't yeah. have that much. You know, they have the thing where they go on each other's asses and slap that like that's repeated, but the rest is all just their attitude. Like they looked mm. like a girl band, whereas the others were just a bit like oh, we're all very different, so we'll look the same if we put our left arm at the same time and then our right arm at the same time. And actually, it would have been better just to see them, like, own it a bit more. The first group, they were all totally different, but so in, like, tandem with each other. They, like, they had individual moments and they came together so well. The, The second group, I was like, yeah, like you said, Liam, they were like, pretend being a girl group but if you if, if you think of like really camp eurovision performances of the past particularly from the uk that are really you know for want of a better phrase dog shit then they do have that choreo where they're all putting their arms up at the same time and they're all doing this at the same time and so i kind of got why they did it but it just failed miserably particularly in comparison with the last group the bar was set so high that they couldn't vault over it I also can like the song itself. Did anyone get sort of like kids TV show sort of vibe from it? Like from the melody, it was very sort of like a lazy town sort of. <laughs> I was like, is this why I like it so much? <laughs> I think yes, that is why. <laughs> what a bop though! Just you know want to go out and dance to it. You know the way you um when you wake up, sometimes you can like hear noise or like see the light before you're like fully awake. I feel like. As I was waking up today, like just a slow trickle of bing, bang, bong, sing, sing, song ah. was just in my head the whole time. Bing, bang, bong. But fair play, because after the success of Frock Destroyers last time, I was concerned that they wouldn't be able to match it or they would attempt to match it too much and it just not pay off. 
And I just think they've done like they've just smashed it again. And the Drag Race UK to have got you know it's on what is it like top of the um, UK iTunes charts today, which obviously mm. is reactive. Chance that won't be there at the end of the week, but mm. it's just so so good to see. Like my overarching feeling afterwards was I was just so happy for them. Like I'm so glad it all worked well. I like that it's sort of starting to become a Drag Race UK tradition that there's this get this round each series where the prize essentially is who's going to get the hit on iTunes it feels like it's like mm. so as long as they keep making them good songs to make as part of the challenges it's uh enjoyable and this, and this feels like a thing that US drag race can never achieve there's something That's what I was say. there's something really nice and so British about everyone getting behind a thing that yeah. like that in in a way that the US being the US just can never achieve. Sorry, Jack, that's the gay police coming for you. Oh. <laughs> um, go on then. In the tradition of all good girl bands, um, I don't know if you guys used to do this at school, but me and my friends always used to decide which Spice Girl we were. Which um, of the band members do you reckon you would have been? Well, I'm fat and Scottish, so Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> But Lawrence smashed it. We're considering the concerns that we had over her, like I just thought to come out, be so Lawrence and also be so witty, like mm. excellent. Yeah, it's always good when one, when a particularly strong one then smashes it at something that we don't think they're good at and you're sort of expecting them to then have their bum week, but then they actually do really well. It is always a pleasure to see, isn't it? So yeah. it was, that was very enjoyable. I worry that I w- <laughs> would have been the Joe Black. Oh god! Oh. <laughs> you are partial to a fingerless glove. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I'd like to be a horror. I actually really enjoyed her verse, and I think the the high leg compare, comparing herself to Rue was a reach when she called herself mother. I was like, that could go one of two ways, but I think mm. it was embraced. I think I'd like to think that I'd, if I had my moment, I'd dress all slutty like Bimini. And I'd be there in my pretty woman outfit and I'd just be, you know, get on my stool and whatever else she was doing. And you love oat milk. I do love oat milk. I love all my plant-based milk. Like a lentil. Plant-based milk in this, yeah. (laughs) Um, But then do you know what? I did like what Sister Sister was wearing. So let's go to the runway, runway, run, 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 runway. Talking about... um, overshadowing with the first performance and the second performance. Ha, Ahura and Sister Sister's outfits, please. More like copy copy. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. The Battle of the Chips. Battle of the Chips. I didn't really much care for the drama that came out of this. It was like, I... But it was inevitable, inevitable drama. Inevitable. inevitable. Oh, yes, well, it was inevitable. Well, <laughs> inevitable. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, when you. When you put a whore into any situation, of course, there's going to be drama. But I didn't much care for the drama. Then I think it was a product of Sister Sister's own doing because yes. she wasn't able to make light of it or joke about it you know like if if mm. the accusation being thrown at you is there was a chip outfit in the corner of that room for the whole time we were recording before and now you've come with one <laughs> like you have to bounce off it better than you did and she just couldn't she took it she was kind of so like aggressive with her response as opposed to just being like like I don't know I was trying to work out what last night what would I have said if I was sister sister and I was like she should if she could have made a joke about just being like Oh, that chip outfit that was there the whole time. I just thought you'd found carbs again, a horror or something like that. Just been like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I saw it. But this whole like, I would never copy you. It was like, you now look more guilty than you did before. Yeah, because it was like, uh, I'm so insulted. I'm so creative. It's a bag of chips. It's a seaside. There's only so far you can fucking go. You weren't. It yeah. wasn't a revolution. Because also, yeah. if you have, if you had seven months off and seven months to change the looks that you had. And you, in that time, totally independently, come up with the concept of the packet, the bag of chips, right? Surely, at some point, you'd go, right? Is there any reason why I shouldn't do chips? Yeah. And you'd, you'd, having been in that room before, you'd know. Oh wait, someone else is literally doing that outfit. Like 
Yeah. Because yes. did, did any, none, none of the other girls then went and said, oh, we didn't see any chips. They obviously all knew. Mm. They, they, even if they didn't chime in, like if you hadn't seen, if you hadn't seen them, you would then say, oh, well, I didn't spot them. Because they also knew what sister was going to do first. I think, I think that's the point is that what said, what it said, like she was going to do the first time around sounded real basic, exciting and, and unique and a unique take, unique take on day at the beach, but real basic, a bikini yeah. and like, you know, probably a, a little kind of like paddling thing to look like Pamela Anderson in Baywatch. I mean, mm-hmm. that's real. That's real basic. So she probably looked at it and went, I'm go- I've got to up the ante. I've got to do something that's going to make the judges go, wow. And then, I mean, maybe she copied her or maybe she didn't. But if she knew that they were there, then she probably shouldn't have gone down that route. She should have kept to the Pamela Anderson thing, though, and and added a twist to it. Yeah, I agree. Like, like merged it with something else, maybe. Then that would have that would have been fine. I was about to say mer- uh, merging it with David Hasselhoff, but then realised that is literally what Tia wore in her terrible uh, <laughs> transition runway. <laughs> so the less, the less said, the better. But let's get to Tia. Actually, while we're talking about Tia, let's go to Tia's wrong way. I didn't hate it. No, it was shite. I think you've got used to what Tia does. That's yeah. why you didn't hate it. Well, that's the thing. It was an elevation for her. Yeah, and I, I, I thought, I thought the face was really lovely. I would have liked more definition on the cone bit, but I didn't, I didn't have the complete aversion to it. Like it was the worst thing that had come out because we've seen the worst thing that had come out, and it was her in the transition look. It was such a flaccid Mr. Whippy as well. That was the thing that really got me. Like it was such a small. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Tia's got her get out of jail free card now. Like she. Had some basic looks, went away for seven months, upped herself, whatever, has come back. They've still said it's not good enough. And she's gone, oh, all my other looks have like have been elevated. This is just the only one that isn't. So it's like, right, you've got one more chance. If the next look comes down and it's not elevated, I don't even think they'll do a lip sync. Just be like, see ya. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Trapdoor. Trapdoor. It was worrying because this so this to me was like not good. Like Rue said, she's a leggy hun. Get those legs out. The legs could have been the cone. Like, I just, I don't know. There was something so clumped and it just, that's something I would have bloody made and I'm shit across. Also, who the fuck has an ice cream and puts a cherry in it? Like, where's the flake? Where's yeah. the sprinkle? Where's what, the flake? What ice cream is Strawberry sauce. Nuts. Yeah, to me, it did look like a cupcake at first and that was confusing because it looked like... Do you not have a cupcake on the beach? famously we all have cupcakes on the beach no but it's like a cupcake outfit you'd find on amazon as sort of like a last minute halloween outfit Hmm. yeah Yeah. get those legs out love i wish she'd gone down the runway as a screwball and had like some sort of bubble gum in her feet yes just anything it's anything other than that pillowcase she was running around her body yeah the thing is anything anything negative we have to say about tia it's it's different because I feel like we all really like Tia. Yeah. And so when she turned up and she had that on, it was just almost pissed me off a little bit. Because <laughs> I was like, come on. Yes. I, just, if she, I just want you to do so well. And you had like the ultimate, they've thrown you the biggest bone here by you having all this time to figure it out. Yeah. It just, I really want her to do well. So if she doesn't turn it out next week, I'll be a bit annoyed. You know, there's your warning, Tia. <laughs> sure, she really gives a shit what I think. Also, actually, until this week, I didn't realise the Tia co- or coffee pun until Rue said it. Shut Stop up. It. Stop yeah. it. No, it was only when Shut she, up, Casey. When she was like, the question remains, tea or coffee? I was like, what question? And then I realised. What did you think she was <laughs> call that for? <laughs> well, it was a name. Like, what, you know... But not all of the names are puns. <laughs> so I didn't really think about it. <laughs> Did you think she was being she wasn't being sarcastic when she said that she was named after Kofi and Anne? Mara but just but just Garni. But anyway, good name. Good name. Thanks. <laughs> She's relieved. It always <laughs> takes me ages though. Like Courtney Act took me till like ages after that series finished before I realised that as well. 
They always go over my head. Say it with us. Caught in the act. Right, Casey? Caught in the yeah, caught caught in the act. Caught in the act. It's very clever. You know what else is clever? Ellie Diamond as a seagull. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> I liked so, it. I liked it, but it was bonkers. It was nightmare fuel. Do you know what it really reminded me of? And I don't know if you've seen this. I really hope you have. Um, Jack, I imagine it's right up your street. Do you remember no. the olden days BBC adaptation of The Chronicles of Narnia? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> With the tiny little Lucy, Mr. Tumnus. Yes. <gasps> so, I thought Ellie Diamond looked straight out of that. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> With the Aslan, the animatronic Aslan that just moved its mouth up and down. Just went, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> beware, which I was here when the word was written. <laughs> oh, she's a fan. She's a fan. fan. I grew up in a very Christian household. Of course, the <laughs> Narnia was on. It was very animatronic. You're right. Only thing I didn't like it was about it was like, I, I feel like her presentation lacks a little bit sometimes. Like she comes out and she's a bit like, yeah, here's my outfit. I feel like if like Tia or Tate or Lawrence had come out in that, like we'd have been pissing ourselves in it and it would have been really good. But it was a bit like, I, I did like the outfit though. I wasn't sure about the presentation. Lawrence is a life raft. Enjoyable. We are an ally on the phone. On your point, Katie, as well, it's it was kind of a fairly... I feel like a fairly safe look. However, it's just performed really well. Like Lawrence just knows how to deliver on stage. Mm. And mm. I think that's, you've got poor Ellie there. That's like, I spent six days making this bird costume and they prefer like your classic dress. Um, <laughs> Bimini likes it a lot. So chic. So chic. Yeah. Very chic. There's a, this is going to be a really niche reference, a reference, but there's a um, queer trans performer in London called a model in London called Finbar Love, who you should all follow on Instagram. And Bimini's face was very Finbar Love. Oh, interesting. But that was immediately what I thought of when when she came around the run, run around the corner of the runway. Very pale, blue, red lip. It was just it was really lovely. I really enjoyed it. It's really well, they nice. do sing the pink together as well, so that would make sense if she's like gone away and Oh do um, they? Taken it learnt things from her family. I know I keep going on about the seven months thing, but I did get from Bimini that she'd take she'd gone away and worked on stuff that she was supposed to improve on the most mm-hmm. when it came to the runway look, like a lot yeah. more polished. And Joe, I love this look. Yeah, I really love it. loved. I mean, yeah. I feel like the wind thing has been done before, but I also th- like I for the runway to be like a day at the seaside and Joe be repping being the Brighton Queen. I feel like that's a lot of pressure to like deliver something that really works but like just the attention to detail down to like the ride coupons as a scarf fantastic execution 10 out of 10 yeah which is which is why i got slightly frustrated that she didn't stay because of that h&m dress yeah to be honest but i do think there's more than more to it than that so let's talk about the so the winning team obviously the winning team Great. Good for them. Let's talk about those bottom four. Right. And the judgments and the moment that we'll never forget. And Rue absolutely losing her shit. Have we ever seen Rue go that mad at a queen? Shakes queer. Shakes queer, yeah. yeah. I don't want to see any goddamn fucking excuses when Pearl um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. and the team... The moments where Rue's at her worst is when she doesn't give a shit. And it's like, she's like painting by numbers and it's just mm. like another week. Here we go. Here's a generic critique. Move on. Whereas actually, when she's actually showing some emotion and giving some passion, mm. albeit whether it's contested and maybe a kind of unrightly given out, I think fantastic. That's what we want to see, you know? It was very, you know, when you have a boss that doesn't really give a shit about anything and then they've like had a retreat and then they come back and they're like, I want to shake things up. <laughs> yeah. We have been doing that for a while. And you're like, okay, shit. But it was very a boss on a new lease of life. I partly agree, but I also just think <sighs> this this rant really kind of really, really annoyed me because I just think <sighs> it's... It's a bit ironic for RuPaul to sit there with 50 people that help her, as she said, with a top fashion designer who makes her gowns, with one of the top 
drag makeup artist doing her face, someone who designs her wigs, someone who's at basically her every beck and call, who has a multi-million dollar TV show that's syndicated around the world, that owns a literal oil field that she fracks with her husband, to sit there and say, I think you need to step up when she's talking to performers who haven't had a, their, their income coming in for the last seven months. And I just think it's a bit kind of, it's a bit it kind of shitty for her to say, oh, try, you need to be stepping this up. I don't want any excuses for, for not stepping up. Well, where are they? how are they meant to step up when they don't have the money coming in? How, how is that meant to happen? And I just thought it was really kind of, I just thought it was really shitty, to be honest. I didn't really, I get what you were saying about like, um, Liam about you know having a new lease of life and you know you'd rather her give a shit than not give a shit but it was just ugh, it just felt it just felt wrong it just felt really uncomfortable to watch just you know someone berating people for not having enough money I get it I get your the sentiment but it's it is easy to forget that Rue has been there and done that has been down in the shitter and you know like really is the prod she's now rue now is the product of the journey that rupaul has been on i think yes okay potentially harsh yes there's a there's an awful thing that happened in between but they would have prepared outfits before the pandemic would have happened they would have had looks made up yeah. to the very end and i, I and i yeah. just think i don't think it was I, i'm sure there's there's a slight sort of lens of elitist lens that rue now has but i don't think it was money sort of like you should all have the most money i i think that if you are a good queen you like rude said she could have turned that h&m dress into something better like she said covering glitter or like something could have been done with it with all the materials they've got in that workroom you know i i i, I know i i agree with you the only the only thing that made me a bit uncomfortable was and i'm sure you all probably thought this was literally this series a Cena wore an ASOS jacket and won. And, you know, she looked great in it. Right, don't get me wrong. Joe's dress did not look good. A Cena's jacket looked great and worked for that look. But it did, the way she went in on Joe, it was as if that is a blanket rule. You can't wear stuff from the high street off the racks and just pop it on. And it's like, mm. well, that's not actually true. That's a great point. But then is the argument that Astina elevated it through the performance of it and the props and the chicken box that worked Possibly. with a high street jacket whereas yeah. i feel like yeah. The, the, yeah i feel like the joe point is you like if you'd had done anything to it if you'd like you say put the glitter on it and things then it wouldn't be an asos dress and oh so then it wouldn't be an h&m dress anymore then it would have been something else like if you've no i i know what you're saying but it's like if she really went in on her and she said she what she was saying suggested that you can't just wear stuff that you've just bought and that isn't the case and then I I agree with you like I esteem looked great and I I love the ASOS jacket I tried to buy it but <laughs> I, I don't think you can really attack someone like that and when you've already said it's fine for somebody else I think I think part of the problem is that US drag race, you have the same designers designing girls um outfits time and time and time again. And they're very high quality. And somehow they're, you know, obviously because tips, you know, tipping system works differently in the US and there's different ways as we've explored this series that girls get paid here in the UK. Um and so the US queens are able to afford stuff that I'm not sure the UK performers would be able to. And so a standard has been set mm. of, particularly from US Drag Race, where if you're not looking like it's Bob Mackie, then you're getting kicked off. And I don't think that's a standard that should be applied across the board to every single country's idea of drag. UK drag, quite often, can be very cheap can be very, you know, like we've explored this series, off the rack, off of ASOS. But it's it's the attitude and the selling point and how you how you make it unique and interesting. And I think that I just find it kind of uncomfortable and weird that someone who is coming to this country to look at this country's drag is trying to make it something that often it's not. I don't know. 
Them is my thoughts. But then maybe actually, I'm. I feel like Rue used a metaphor for something bigger, which was Joe's attitude towards the competition. Yes, because yes, Joe yes, was quite yes. proudly going, "It's H and M. Like I'm not done anything." And that's it. I think what Rue meant was, "You should fucking care about this competition. You should be putting everything in and not mm-hmm. picking a picking a dress from H and M and using that as like this is the thing you're proud of. Whereas you should be proud of like trying everything you can to be here." A hundred percent. It was there was a disconnect between Rue and Joe from the sort of very start. I think they're very different types of drag, yeah. and yeah, that moment sort of validated Rue's disconnect in her mind. I think of like you don't take this seriously. People want yeah. to take. People should take this seriously, and people want to, and if they do want to, then they should stay. Just a, a warped way, maybe, but that's. That show, yeah. And in which case, the only victim of this is the H and M PR department. <laughs> Here's a question: Did ASOS pay off RuPaul to be like slag off H and M and put our jacket <laughs> in the show and make our jacket look great and make H and M look shit? As a as a result of that, we had a uh, bottom two. Did the right person go? I mean, definitely the right person yeah. went. I feel like what should I actually don't think Tia should have been in the bottom over Sister. I think Agreed. sister should have been in the bottom. No. Um, Agreed. Agreed. I think they totally missed the trick on the lip sync song not being a Eurovision banger. Ridiculous. Was that like a right thing? Why wasn't it Lorene? Oh, even ABBA. Mm. Yeah. Or even Gemini. Gemini. Oh. <laughs> Lucy Jones, anyone? Siri. J.D. Hewitt. Oh, dear. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> so Tia lives to fight another day <sighs> Thank mm. god But it's The sand in the egg timer is Is running low dears uh, And next week is a very exciting week We've made it We've made it But are there seven of them? It's time yeah. yeah they have done that in the past before It does sometimes look a bit strange Remember there was the week where they put Just like Kristen Chenoweth On the end of one of the panels been like, <laughs> They go you'll round it off um, considering the, the level of elevation from series one to series two, and if you think about, we we still got Trump and Thatcher in the first series. Mm. I cannot wait for Snatch Game and to see what they're going to bring out. Do you believe we're getting an episode of Drag Race with both Gemma Collins and Jesse Weir in it? Thank you. Do you believe? Also, why didn't Gemma stay for the panel? The Snatch Game contestants usually don't, do they? No, nah, yeah, I thought that. Well, they sometimes do. Lorraine and Stacey didn't last time. Stacey Dooley. We end on Stacey Dooley. Just quite out for a, for, a B, for a BBC show. Straight queen, Stacey Dooley. <laughs> of course, I would be pushing pushing that. <laughs> Goodbye. There you go. Well done, you. You made it to the end of an episode of The Hum Report. Don't forget, you can listen back to past interviews with Cheryl Ferguson, a.k.a. Heather Trot from EastEnders, if you feel so inclined. And you can catch up on our Drag Race discussions or... Review the podcast so you could win a Google Home. Until next week's Snatch Game, ta-ra. Cassie Jones. Fuck off, Jillian